You're listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Detroit Red Wings are pleased to select from the Chilliwack Chiefs of the BC Hockey League, Dennis Chilowski. Detroit Red Wings select from Halifax of the Canadian Hockey League, Philip Zadina. Detroit Red Wings are proud to select from Drummondville, Joe Valeno. Through the middle, he's got the legs pumping. Good. Here comes Athanasiu, drags it back. Welcome back to Spinning the Wheels here on Sports Radio Detroit. I'm Jason Pinkham, and I'm here today with the Goldie Man, Justin Freeman, and Lauren Allred. And we've got a winter break to talk about. We've got two weeks of hockey. We've got returning players. But before we get started, how is everybody? Lauren, how are you? I'm good. Doing great. Nothing exciting, but doing good. How was good. your break? How was your holidays? It could have been better. I was very sick, but it was it, overall it was good. I enjoyed the time off work. I enjoyed the time to relax, and I'm glad to be back into my routine good how about you justin ha time off what's that uh it's something you get at jobs when what do you when i've worked they give you time off when i worked six years to get a four-year degree and paid eighty thousand dollars for that's my gift is time off oh okay yeah see it's been a long it's been a while since i've had that so um yeah and a routine ha what's that like (laughs) <laughs> well, okay well how is no 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 i know i'm just messing around no everything's good though i mean you know i've been staying busy been working you know been working my hours here and uh you know getting overtime which is always good for the pocketbook so you know holidays were good more importantly how have you enjoyed the last two weeks of red wings hockey oh it's been fantastic i love it uh, give me uh, you i mean you guys have, uh, already know very well that i'm all aboard that that hughes train so Keep bring on the losses. Yeah, one, three, and two since we last recorded on Christmas Eve Eve uh, with a live recording with Justin and I. Um, <clears throat> Lauren, how have you enjoyed the last two weeks of Red Wings hockey specifically? Or in your case, last four weeks, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's balancing out. Like, I, I know we had talked about this when we were on that phenomenal winning streak and and it's just now it's balancing out. So it was kind of expecting it. Um, I liked last night's game. I liked the Nashville game a lot. I saw some Two good things. Ago. Two nights ago, sorry. I, I yeah, I don't even know what day it is. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I really don't. Sunday the sixth. Uh, oh, it's the sixth. Okay, <laughs> I knew it was Sunday. Um, but yeah, the Nashville game I liked. I thought it was good. I liked how we played. But I, I think it's just it's balancing out. So I'm not upset about it. Are you okay with like the because? You know, Justin and I were more on the positive side. Like I see one, three, two, and I think before our last recording, they were also like one five and two or something to that extent you know i like that like for me it's like the losses aren't i mean yes they've had a few blows but they're not like embarrassing yeah so i enjoy this but like what is it like because you're more the like true fan of. i mean it's it's i don't like the like the number of losses as a whole but i like how everybody's playing i shouldn't say everybody i like how a lot of people are playing so that's like what gives me 
the the positive and makes the actual number of losses not so bad because I like how Anthony C is playing. I like how Larkin's playing. I like how Nyquist is playing. I like when people are clicking. It's just that we don't have all the pieces to compete with everybody else. And and I get that. So I like how individual people are playing versus the team as a whole. If that makes sense. It does. Okay. I actually want to ask start speaking of you mentioned a player I want to ask about because Justin you I think you've pointed it out on Twitter. I know I think Steve has also in his free time, but uh, what is your response to the whole, you know, asking to see you getting what, like seven penalty shot goals, but not getting a shootout opportunity? <laughs> I love, well, I see, I, I don't know about that. Like I, I kind of see both sides to it. I kind of, I wish that he got more shootout opportunities, but I'm okay with Larkin. I'm okay with Nielsen in the shootout. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, get upset about it I really don't because the shootout sometimes goes multiple rounds and I'm sure if it went five rounds double a would get in there you know so I'm not I'm not too concerned I don't like the shootout though so I have a very bias yeah but I want to see the shootout go away but well okay I don't disagree with that but 90% of shootouts are resolved in three rounds or four rounds typically by the time it gets to the shootout like I don't even watch the shootout I rarely do I, I don't like it I don't like it. I wish they would take it out and just do another five minute of three on three. I honestly think you should just call it a tie. I'm okay with ties to some extent. I agree. I'm really sick of this loser point. Yeah, or up the winner point so it's more valuable to win in regulation. I mean, I, I hate the shootout. So I honestly like, I mean, I'll glance at it. But at that point, I'm just like disengaged. I just hate, I just I hate the point for, I just hate the point for lo- overtime losses. No, I, I agree 100. percent Yeah, I don't like it, but it's not. There's other things that I hate more. Yeah, than that. As far as the shootout goes, though, the only reason I don't really like it is because you can more or less predict what a player, given given his output to that point, you can predict what a player is going to do with their shot. Ten out of ten times, almost always, if you know anything about hockey, like yeah, uh, I was actually kind of amusing Lindsay. Uh, there was a sh- I forget what shootout game it was, the shootout, but uh, I think it was in December. I'm just gonna be. I want to be certain for myself. Nope, never mind. It's not gonna load because the internet sucks. Oh, wait, there we go. It was the shootout against Florida on Monday the 31st. Lindsay and I were watching it together, and I was literally just calling every move exactly what each player was going to do. I'm like, Nielsen's going to come up with some kind of creative deke. Mm-hmm. Nyquist is probably going to stop in the slot and rip a clapper. Like, you can call it pre- exactly. So it's like, to me, just the shootout specifically for this team, the reason it is not visually pleasing, the reason it's kind of dull and I get why you wouldn't want to tune in as a fan, is because they don't have a lot of creativity when it comes to stuff like that. And it's not new and exciting ever. You know, it's, it, it's literally basically the same sets of moves. Every now and again, you get Larkin doing something cool, but... They, they they sort of just it's run its course and we need to. I do just something hate different. it. I hate the shootout. Have you always hated it from the minute it came out? No, actually, I I when it first came out, I didn't. I thought it was like kind of cool. Like you get to see. I I, I enjoy. You get to watch dad to break ankles. Yeah. Right. That's really. I think <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's ninety percent of it. But then it, I just I don't I don't believe that you should be rewarded first. Like and I. This is very cliche to say because I've heard so many people say it, but you shouldn't be rewarded with the skills competition. I know the game as a whole is a skills competition. I get that. But for that that individual skills, I don't think that the game should be decided by that. I think it should be decided by the team effort of 
the play and the flow of the game and the penalties and the this and the, the that, like the strategy, yeah, the line changes, the all it, that. It would be like the way I always say it to hockey fans is they're like, why do you guys hate the shootout? Why do you hate overtime losses so much? I'm like, imagine if week 13 – the San Diego Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs were playing for the lead in the AFC West division. And <clears throat> they played a full game. They led to a tie. They played an overtime, led to a tie. And they just decided, well, here's what we're going to do. Phillip Rivers, you go to the 20-yard line, see how far you can throw a ball. Yeah. And then Patrick Mahomes, you go to the other 20-yard line. Whoever's ball goes farther, you win the game. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it is. You know, it, it would probably be more like who can make a better catch and coverage or something to that effect. But the point is, is like, you're taking all of the competition out of it. And I used to be a fan of the shootout too, but I think that creativity has gone down. Nobody cares about it anymore. It's literally just a loser point of Justin. You put it perfectly. And I think it's, they don't care, but we've both been kind of talking over. Where, where do you stand on this? Cause I know it's kind of a vague topic, but with the one, three, two stretch, we can kind of jump into some of these a little bit. Justin, where do you stand on the shootout nowadays in today's NHL? Well, before I get to that, I want to jump into the Athens CU thing. Uh, oh yeah. It, I wanted your opinion. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, I'm I'm okay. I mean, you've got the NHL's quote unquote all time leader in shootout goals in Nielsen. I mean, you'd be remiss to not put him in the shootout. Yeah. Well, either way, I know. Um, and then you've got Nyquist. You've got Larkin. I mean, you know, if Athanasiu scored two breakaway goals in a game, give him the nod over Nyquist for the love of God. For the love of God. Oh my God, that's annoying. But. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I I don't want to. I mean, I, I enjoy the shootout because sometimes you do get creativity, just not on this team. I mean, you know, you watch a guy like Nikita Kucherov. He's finding ways like he goes in on these shootouts. So and good. He goes in on these shootouts and he doesn't even shoot and scores on the goalie because the goalie's so confused by what he does. Like, I think that part is really cool, but the Red Wings don't have that. The Red Wings don't have anybody that's going to make that's literally going to tear a jockstrap off and make the goalie look stupid ever since Datsuk left. I mean, you just well, don't and, have and, that. And I and I agree. I like that kind because you don't get to see that that much because the game is so fast moving that oftentimes you don't get to see that. I I wouldn't be opposed to like having another five minute three on three and then a shootout. But then at that point, you're kind of getting like you're playing so much hockey and the game could be extra long on. I mean, I, I I agree with you in the sense that that creativity is nice, but I don't think it should decide. Games. They should just make. Yeah, well, but they, I mean, imagine if you live in Toronto or Tampa right now, you're like, yeah, shoot, that's great. We have a bunch of all stars, and they all score. So, or if you're Washington, you love a shootout. You got a vest. Like that one you know? year, that Washington. Who did they get into it with? Was it Florida? And it was like thirty rounds or something like that. Yeah, like, but you love the <laughs> that was good. I liked that. Like, you you know you have those skill players and you know that you can you can take it the distance. I just like and as a fan, even if I was and I am a fan of Tampa Bay, not Toronto. Um, I still enjoy, I enjoy seeing those players show their skills. But I would want my team to win as a whole, not like one person to get that goal and that wins it. No, that's fair. I, I like because I, I like to see in game goals. I like to see even strength goals. I like to see full play goals, not. And especially because the way a shootout is laid out is you can have you can have four guys do their job perfectly and on both teams and then just the fifth guy negates all of them out. Yeah. Like, so it's it's kind of unfortunate the way it's set up. Let's let's move I, away from a general topic. Time out, time out. One I have one more thought about the overtime antics. Um, oh. Well Go ahead. I mean, so 
it, it, I, I'm, I'm, I would 100% be down with removing the shootout if I could have three extra minutes of three on three. Yeah. I mean, just an eight minute three on three period. And if nobody, and if nobody, I mean, you know, there's so much space on the ice, so much creativity can happen and so many things can happen that there's bound to be a mistake with three extra minutes, right? So mm-hmm. I think that instead of the shootout and then just go back to the tie system, I think that'd be great. But um, I wanted to make another point about three on three. There's so much space on the ice. The Red Wings are very young and they have they have a lot of speed. Their overtime record when they don't go to a shootout is actually pretty good because yeah. they've got, you know, they've got young players with speed and creativity and they've been they've been pr- pretty good. I mean, Dylan Larkin looks like a damn hero in three on three play like he he I'm serious he looks like a straight superstar in three on three play so he I saw the stat that he now has four overtime goals in one season which is the most out of any player ever that in is, Red Wings history I saw that stat too and it it is very very oddly specific and to be honest it's unexpected yeah like for a team that has, because I saw like Shanahan, Iserman, well, like all those people on not there. Not even just that, but a team that has a like a hundred year history almost yeah. at this point. We're what uh, seven years away from a hundred year history, yep. and they they're just now getting to a guy who has four overtime goals. But on it, this but team. then it makes you wonder too, like the the state of the game, like were games just not going into overtimes back then? Like, was it being decided more? Like, overtime in, isn't a new invention. No, it's... overtime's not a new invention, but, like, that just shows how the game has evolved. Like, I think that there's just so much more parity now. Or more importantly, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, more yeah, importantly, okay. it shows the way this team is structured, which is no one but Larkin can score in overtime. I, I, mean, d- I disagree it, with if that. If we're being fair, this team just doesn't have many scores. I disagree with that. Why? Just, just because, like, I don't think the that that, I don't think that that wrong. one stat shows. Because look at we had for so many years, we had Zetterberg and Datsuk. We've we've had firepower over the years, yeah, and, we and didn't nobody's need gotten any one to of them point. to carry the load, so they wouldn't get. But it's not stats. a matter of them carrying the load. It's I think it's the fact that the overtimes just weren't happening as frequent for that opportunity to come up. But even it's not a matter of somebody were, carrying the load. Even when they were, the team had enough depth that you don't need. But looking at an eighty-two game season. It's very plausible for somebody to get four goals. Like I, I don't think it has anything to do with like the us not having the the talent. I think I, it's just that it the opportunity has not come up enough before. Yeah, because if it wasn't lack of talent, Eiserman would have done it in the eighties. And Eiserman and Eiserman was on that list. I think he was at. I know Shanahan and Eiserman were on there, and I believe that they were both at three games. Okay. So I, I don't know. I think it's the opportunity. I think the opportunity is happening more often. With things, I think, with things, perfect example, the Red Wings probably would have won that Nashville game in regulation if Nashville hadn't pulled their goalie. Mm -hmm. They got that empty net goal with, I don't know how many seconds left, not many. And that's been a relatively new thing, right? Is, you know, pulling the goalie super early. Super early, yeah. You know, with... Patrick Waugh started it with, like, what, like two and a half minutes left or something? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's more strategies and more things happening in regulation that lead us to more overtime games and I don't know the stats because I haven't researched it to see by season by season how many games actually make it to overtime and how many are decided in regulation I'd be curious to know that stat um but I think that there's just more opportunities for overtime goals it's fair I I think I think it's also one of those stats that can just be like it's like when you find out that like some tight end in the NFL just got like 
he broke the record for yeah. uh, you know yards in a single season. You're NFL like, has the stupidest stats. But in your Next head, though, you're like, how does that? How is that still available to be yeah. broken? Like, with, with as much as the game has progressed, how is it still available to be broken? It's, I think this is similar, where it's like you're thinking this team has been around for almost 100 years at this point, 93 years or whatever, and they've had a tw- they had a 20 year run in the middle of it that was like unbeatable. You'd think that they would just win every time they went to overtime, but yeah, I guess you're right. The game is, has changed to the point where, and honestly, now that I think about it, the game has probably changed to the point where overtime is now just legitimately considered to be a strategy. Yeah, you just get to overtime just and you get, get a point. You see a lot of times when a team is, you know, once they tie it in the, especially if they tie it in the last five minutes, everyone goes into shutdown mode. They're just like. The puck, I mean, honestly, you could put the puck at center ice, and if they didn't have to take a face-off, both teams would just stay on their own side of the blue line and just wait for overtime, especially if it's two bottom feeder teams so, that are just desperate for a point. Can also I make a quick two. point? Go ahead. Okay, because uh, I did. So I was doing some research while you guys were going back and forth. Uh, the I Red Wings, have, too. <laughs> the Red Wings are 7-6 and six in overtime this year. Like, their overtime record yeah. is 7-6. and six. They are... Or uh, I think their overtime record is... I'm sorry, 9-6, and six, but... They have seven wins in overtime alone. Larkin scored four of those. Uh, they've yeah. sc- they've but they're one and five in shootouts or two and five in shootouts. So uh, getting back to the old uh, 2014 times, are we? Well, my but the, basically my point is this: it, it, it like like she said, Larkin is the only one who scores in overtime. Period. No, I said that. Oh, you, you said, said that. that. Well, she's disagreed. Four with me out of she Larkin has won I, the game no, in overtime four out of seven times. Huh. But it doesn't like. I, I it's think Larkin's team. Just it's Larkin's period. No. And also, I want to make a, a point here that in 1942, overtime was eliminated until the 83-84 season. Okay. So for 42 so year, 42 yeah. seasons, there was no option for overtime. Fair. Looking at. That's forty percent of all the history of the NHL has not had possible overtime. But the first five years we're talking about specifically Red Wings, the first five years of Eisenman's career, he was unchallenged on this team in terms of superstar. There was no one else putting up the points he was putting, mm-hmm. and he still couldn't do this. So it's like what? I think it's the opportunity. I think it's opportunity. No, it's the stick th- with my guns. No, it's the three on three. It's the three on. Oh, three. you're saying it's the format? It's the format. It's easily I think third theory has entered the into the argument. <laughs> I definitely think the format has something. I to think do with it's that. the ceiling. <laughs> Let's just invent more things that it could. The be. floor mat, nice. No, it is. It's definitely the three on three because you. I mean, you got to remember before they adapted this three on three in the shootout, there was just five minute periods of five on or four on four overtime. Actually, when at one point wasn't it also twenty minute periods? Uh that's playoffs like before two thousand. No, I think before like two thousand four. Uh, it was I, I twenty minutes. Feel like that is true, but I'm not. I don't think they would have I'm ever done that. Right I don't think the, I don't think the bar. The I don't think the the players' union would have allowed an extra twenty minute period of overtime during the season. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I'm gonna look it up right now. So, uh, can you stall? <laughs> real professional. I guess buddy. we did really plan on talking about overtime. Um, and I also want to say too that um, I lost that stat. Never mind. Oh, no, Mark Messier, Mario Lemieux, and Gordie Howe have never scored a playoff overtime goal. Wow. That's wild. So, so, and I know that's playoff, and we're talking regular season, okay, so it's kind wait. of different animals, but... Time out, time out. Can I stop you real quick? Sure. Those guys were on such superior teams, they didn't even need overtime to win. No, I... I no. I, th- so, that's, that's, I'm sorry, I'm just going to stop you there. It doesn't really... I mean, it kind of surprised I, me a little bit, but I they disagree. were on such superior teams, and they were such superior players... That they didn't need overtime to win in the playoffs. They didn't need overtime to win. Period. 
I, I don't, I, I, I think there's a little truth to that, but not as much as you're putting on it. Well, uh, I know that in the playoffs, they have the 20 minute, um, overtime, right? Which is the way it should be. It's continuous overtime until... So in 83, they introduced regular season overtime period of five minutes. And if the five-minute overtime period ended with no scoring, the game ended as a tie. The WHA used 10-minute. So it kind of seems like it's always been... I'm, it's never been 20 minutes, I'm Jason. pretty sure. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and they do in the playoffs, but... Like I said... I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think it's I think it's opportunity. Players Union would have never gone for that. Why. And I do think it's format. I think it's opportunity and format. No, I, I agree with the format 100% because I think that... Are you, you going to agree with me at all? No, I, I brought up a good I'm point, I'm with both. I'm saying okay, both. Good. Like, I, I think that... But I think the three-on-three, three, more than anything, like... And I'd if, be curious... If you can score and you're in one of those six players that plays in overtime in a given period, you're probably going to score and your chances are going to be higher than... And I'd be curious, other. too, like... I'm a stats person. I don't know if anybody knows. I know you know, Jason. I'm a very statistical person. I'd be very curious to see, like, the number of goals before, like, in overtimes before three-on-three was introduced. Like, how many actually were able to be resolved by three-on-three versus... I wouldn't be surprised if it was less now. Yeah? Because I think, again, much like that theory I put forth that in the last five minutes of a game when it's tied, both teams clamp down, I think the same thing happens in overtime. I think... If teams either, one, know they can win in a shootout, or two, don't think they can win in an overtime, which is the bulk of the teams in the NHL, I think everybody just kind of locks it down and just, like, you see a lot of just cycle back, cycle back, pass it back, pass it back, set up the right opportunity. If it doesn't work, pass it back. You'll see, basically on average, at least in my experience, watching the Red Wings, specifically the last two years with this new, like, uh, core, they do a lot of, like, Basically, in a five-minute period, the first two and a half to three minutes is just spent setting up the right opportunity for either team. For sure, but I think that's because there's three people on the ice and not five. So I, yeah, it takes, takes think it's more. Just, I think they're just biding time to get to the shootout. I don't think so. I think some teams are. Maybe oh, not the Wings, teams, some teams maybe, but I think yeah. some teams are. No, some teams, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I think that some teams, that could be their, their MO, but I think that, too, with you know, only three players and not five, it's a little bit more difficult to set things up. This has turned into a really in-depth conversation. I know. More than I like I it. For overtime. I like it. Uh, so let's let's jump into some of these games a little bit before we uh, side up. We went 22 minutes on overtime. I don't know how that yeah. happened. Uh, I, I, I now have to briskly blow uh, It was through. like 11. It was like 11. We're at 22 and a half minutes. We've barely talked about anything yeah. about overtime, sir. No, we talked about... And you guys uh, are going to waste another 30 seconds arguing about which one of you was right. <laughs> Chemistry. Yeah, well, that sounds about right. Uh, okay, so obviously we called the, we called the Toronto game uh, the Sunday we did the show, which was, yeah, 5-4 to four loss overtime. Honestly, nothing to be expected there. I, I tweeted out at the time, you can't be mad because you took them to overtime. And, you know, it was pointed out to me that you can be mad because you let, you let up goal leads, you let them get back in the game when they shouldn't have. But I think that... From a competitive standpoint, you can't be mad because you didn't... If you're a Red Wings fan and you expected to compete with Toronto, you're delusional. Toronto is really, really good. And now that they have their full roster back and they're playing, the fact that you took them to overtime, I think, is a victory in and of itself. Does anybody disagree with that? No. I don't disagree. Wow, I, I, I just expected you to leap across the table and be like, I thought they were going to beat them. 
I don't like Toronto, and I've been very. You don't have to like them, but they're I've been good. very. They're yeah, and you've and, been very clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> been very vociferous on that. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I absolutely agree with you that the fact that they did take them to overtime is is a good thing, um, and that's kind of what I like to see. I like to see. I don't want us to be like the laughing stock of the league. Why not? Because that's embarrassing. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm okay, joking. God. No, I'd because rather, I'd rather lose Wings. by not having enough talent than lose by being bad. I think, yeah, I, I don't think want to be the laughing stock. Yeah. Uh, the Pittsburgh game on the two days after Christmas, 5-2. to two, I said this on the road show that I watched that whole game front to back, top to bottom. I can't remember a thing because it was so boring. Yeah. Like, it just didn't. They, this was the, that was the, these two games that we're about to talk about to me was the stretch where the first stretch of the season where I was just completely tuned out. Like yeah. it didn't matter what happened in the game. I just didn't care. Dude, that's how the bowl games were. Like I hate talking about football, but that's how the bowl I don't games watch were. Bowl games unless they're so it was, playoffs. it was brutal. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. Like I don't, I get very tuned out of boring hockey. Well, did you watch either of these Pittsburgh or Dallas game, Justin? Uh, oh dude, the Dallas game. Holy crap. I mean, I watched some of the Pittsburgh game, but that Dallas game, that was putrid. Yeah. Like, that was the most pathetic effort I've seen all year, I think. Yeah, Even the blowout losses. Coming fresh off the Ben Sagan uh, debacle in Dallas. Which is embarrassing yeah. for them. And, well, they still the didn't even do anything that game. See, uh, Benner, see our episode of Pucking Around for our but, opinions on that. But, yeah, that they and they didn't do anything, but that team showed up for them. And I think Radulov had two goals in that game. They Detroit didn't come to play, and it was... Oh, <clears> atrocious. But it was the most... Most of those games were five-goal games where I... I was not entertained and not yeah. because I'm a Red Wings fan. They're just boring. It, like, mm-hmm. eh, 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 whatever. Uh, four to three shootout win uh, or loss against Florida on Monday, the 31st, New Year's Eve. I thought we did some, I thought we did well. Like we got off to a, like we showed up 3-0. on time. Yeah. We showed up on time, which is historically the Red Wings always show up late. But then we went home early. And then we went home early and mm-hmm. it's like, it was kind of like those old feelings crept up of like, wow, we're going to blow this. Yeah. <laughs> like you just cringe every time the puck gets across center ice and you're just like, this is going to end in a goal. I know it. Speaking, like that's how I felt. Speaking of cringeworthy games, Justin, unless you want to say something about the Florida game, by the way. Uh, the, the first period in the first period in that game, the Red Wings were fired, but then they just like fell asleep in the second and third. Like, they were just literally pylons out there for the rest so of the game. So this is a really funny story, really quick. Uh, my boyfriend and I were out to dinner, and we were at um, a brewery in Royal Oak, and it was, you know, like a 7 o'clock start time or whatever, and I couldn't see the game because it was on a TV that was down farther, and I asked the waiter to please put it on the TV that was right there, and he, like, blatantly refused and it was like TMZ was playing <laughs> and they were talking about Kim Kardashian's workout. And he was like, well, some people might want to watch that. And my boyfriend was like, they want to watch Kim Kardashian's workout routine. And I was so, I was so heated because we got off to those like two goal, like those two goals right away. Mm-hmm. And I had to miss them because the guy at the brewery wanted to play TMZ over the Detroit Red Wings. Speaking of embarrassing. I was mad. Uh, showings. Uh, that that Wednesday game for someone who was only able to see bits of it because I was back to work and you can tell by my tone I've been in a lot of pain because I went back to work. Uh, I I tuned in at the end of the first. I'm like three nothing. All right, they're out three nothing against one of the hottest teams in the league that's putting up monster points top to bottom as you pointed out before we started recording. Let's see what they do. 
And then I, you know, actually what I said was at the time, three nothing, cool. I can just take the rest of this game off. They'll probably win three to two or whatever. I'll, I'll just I'll go back to work and not really pay attention. I checked on my next break to see them having lost. Yeah. Did you guys both see that game? Just out of curiosity, I, 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 it looks like Lauren did. Justin, did you see that game? Uh, which game was this? Sorry, uh, I was. Uh, you're good. In, January in the second against uh, the Flames. Oh, the Calgary game. Yeah. Um, I watched the first period and then I just kind of tuned out. We did the same. Okay, yeah. so Lauren, you're in on this one. Yeah, I I was mad. I so I like Calgary as well. I've been to that arena and the Saddle Dome is a phenomenal arena. I really like it out in Calgary. Um. Have you ever ran the Red Mile? Sorry, I had to. I, I, I'm just being a butthole. <laughs> the arena is so small, and it's really nice. And I, I loved it. I love Calgary. Like I've talked about this off air with Jason. I know. Um, I knew, like, I knew Calgary wasn't going to go away. I knew they weren't going to lay down. I knew they were going to pick it up, and they were just going to like come full force and just jack us up. I knew that was going to happen, and I was like, I hope they could stand withstand the storm and it just kind of fell apart and i was like this is great and then i was yelling no if you if you guys want a glimpse if you guys want a glimpse into my fandom right now i was pissed when they took a three nothing lead i'm like okay calgary what are you doing because i mean you guys know that i'm i'm on that high i'm on that high draft pick bandwagon so anytime the red wings get a sick lead i'm like okay please blow it please blow it i'm like actively rooting for the other team because wins for me mean nothing I mean, all wins do for me right now are ruin the team's draft chances. And there's two really good guys at the top. If we don't get Hughes, there's this guy, Finland, for, this guy on Finland, the, the Kako guy Capo or Kako or whatever you. Kupo or something like I, that. His last name is K-A-K-K-O, I okay. think. And Kako. I mean, from, from everything that I've been seeing and reading, he could be pretty legit, too. So as long as they get a, a, a number one or number two pick, I'll be happy this year. Uh, otherwise, it's a failure for me. So that's fair. But yeah, when, when I saw them jump out the three and all, I was like, well, okay, they got this one in the pocket, but then I kept getting alerts. And like I said, going back after break, it's down five, three, embarrassing. Honestly, I'm kind of like, though. that was the first one this season where the fan in me came out where it's like, you had a three, nothing lead. Like you had a three to nothing lead. I, I knew that was going to happen. But that was the first time this season where I was like embarrassed to lose. Like I, I, I and Justin, I'm normally on your team. Lose for Hughes all day, 100. percent But when it's in that style, is where I start going. Well, what are you doing? Well, but you, but you don't got to give credit to Calgary. <laughs> no, I, I do. Okay, I'm not taking away. Okay, from what did. they have like, four. Jump off the jump off the Calgary bandwagon. No, no, I'm giving them. I'm giving credit where credit is due because they have four skaters, and we talked about this before the show started. They have four skaters over 45 points. I know over 40 yes. points, and another guy right at 39. They are solidly built. There, you have to give them credit. They credit is due. They played a I'm better not, not game. Not giving them credit, but it's not embarrassing. They're just a better. It's team. embarrassing to, to come out to a three goal lead and end up losing that game by two. No, there's no way that I that's, wasn't embarrassed. I don't care I was if you're playing like, against an all star team. Like you should have just NHL level players to not allow five goals when you have a three goal lead. You should just be able to do whatever it's you the want. Mike with the Mike Green puck. effect. Well, no, and this is where uh, we have a debate, done. which we now <laughs> have to that's a segue. Good, I mean. That's a de- uh, that was a decent segue. That was a decent segue. That was actually really but good, yeah. I, I I don't I don't necessarily agree I wish with we could have filmed her Mike pride with, by the way there. She was just that was she's no, that was cloud good. nine right now. <laughs> that was, I'm not that was very good. witty guys and I'm not creative, so when I get one 
<laughs> I'm not. That's the name of the episode. 100. I'm not very witty and I'm not creative. So, like and this, and this just goes to show. I was playing. I'm, I'm gonna age myself. I was playing Scrabble with my mother-in-law yesterday, and I got the word joggers for 46 points, and I was jumping for joy. She's still celebrating. <laughs> I'm still celebrating because that's how uncreative I am. Okay, so let's talk about the Mike. You guys call it the Mike Green effect. I call it the Mike Green and Anthony Manta effect. Uh, because in the stretch that the two of them have been gone, this team has gone a combined two, eight, and four. Which because I don't care who's to blame for it. If two players can make your team go into a sub two hundred record, I mean, what are you doing? Uh, what is our uh, average okay. of what goals is over that span? What, what is, is our average of goals? Is it we weren't shut out in any of those games? Goals against or goals for? How many goals did we score? Both. Uh, well, I can do, uh, give me one or the other. I can only give you one of the. I'm not going to sit here and count both. No, just saying. On average, how many goals did we get per game? Like two, three. Okay, so three last game. Uh, three on the 31st, one on the 29th, two on the 27th, four on the 23rd, one on the 22nd, four on the 20th, two on the 18th, three on the 15th, two on the sec or on the 14th, el- two on the 11th. Three on the okay. ten. Okay, so you're so going. You're going. Okay, Jason, fine. you're going. You're going way no, too. No, that's fine. In all that you said, two of those games we scored one goal. Mm-hmm. All the rest we scored two or more. Do you want goals so, against now? Is that what you want? No, okay. because because that tells me all we're still scoring. Yeah. We're still scoring at the rate that we were scoring before. We're not getting shut out. It, that is what leads me to believe that it's a Mike Green thing and yeah, not an Anthony Mantha yeah, thing. Yeah, because goals against at the same time. Two, six, five, three, three, six, four, four, three, one, two, five, 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 four, and five. So it's the Mike Green effect. Which is unbelievable because Mike Green is not a good defenseman. But on our core, he is the defenseman. Arguably one of the only ones. Got Justin, it. where do you stand on Ugh. this? Uh... Oh, see, not the debate. Just your opinion on the. No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with it. My thing is that if you're up to, if you're up, if you've got a three goal lead in a game, and I don't want to bring back the Calgary game, but if you've got a three goal game, a three three goal lead in the game, I I I don't understand why you take your foot off the pedal. It's like, I don't know if Green has a a calming effect back there. I think he's got veteran effect. I think that's a youth thing. or if somebody, or if they all just collectively say, ah, nah, three goals is fine, and then just quit playing. I the think rest it's of a game. youth thing. But but either way, uh, you cannot argue. I I, I I hate that it's come to this, but you can't argue that Green makes a difference on this blue line. Uh, he may not be the best in his defensive zone, but he's certainly a lot better than all the other vet, most of the other veterans you have. You know, like Cronwall, Erickson. I mean, I'd rather have Green on the ice than either of them. Um, and he just, and his breakout passes, his offensive ability is insane. Like he's at, he's clipping at like 0.6 or 0.7 points per game as a defenseman on this team, which is unreal. Well, there's something to be said for the best defense is a good offense. And if if you're keeping the puck just out of your own end, you don't have to be good in your defensive end. If he's good at breakouts, he's good at breakouts. You, it doesn't matter if he's good in his defensive end. The puck's not down there. Uh, he, right. He doesn't do that all the time. Obviously, he's no Eric Carlson or anything to that extent. But or Brent Burns, the right wing guy, as a defenseman. But uh, there is something to be spe- said of the results. I mean, th- there's what three games during a 14 game run where they've scored, they've allowed less than five. Like 
four goals, five goals, six goals you're seeing every single game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one to blame goalies here. I know that that's the Detroit thing to do. Uh, but I don't think that it's really either of these goalies' fault. Yes, Jimmy's not the best goalie ever. I say this all the time, though. This is not new. It's just a matter of no. He's not getting. He's not getting the support. Yeah, there's there's no opportunities for him to really play his role. I think. I think. I, I, well, here's the thing: it, it, when you leave your goalie out to dry, <laughs> it doesn't matter how good the goalie is. He's gonna he's out get to scored. dry. Look at Carey yeah, Price. I, <laughs> exactly. Like I feel so bad for Jonathan Bernier this year because he's actually played pretty good. He's played great, but the team has played like absolute trash in front of him for ninety percent of his games. Yeah, honestly, it's a miracle like how many he makes games half the saves he makes. Like if if you look up if you look up his stats, I'm sure out of his you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen starts, he's probably faced forty shots at least ten of those times. Probably, which is mm-hmm. you shouldn't ask oh, any yeah. goalie to do that. Yeah, we talked about that. So. One of the last episodes, how many shots he faces? It's yeah, didn't he face like eighty five over two or something? It was like, like 90, 90 something over like two or three games. Yeah, it was insane. It, it, it was like forty eight and forty six or something. This yeah, is stupid. It was horrible. And it's worth noting too, by the way, just going over this the last two weeks, I have I, I haven't referenced the stats much, but there is three guys that are over minus four, like Ablocator minus four, Ronick minus four. Larkin minus five, despite having five points in six games. And the king of them all, Gus Nyquist, has the weirdest stat line. Okay, so six games played, averaging 19 minutes time on ice, has 18 shots, one goal, three assists, four points, minus eight in that same time time span. And this is a guy who is sort of known for his defensive-mindedness. Like, he's not... You know, the best two-way forward in the game or anything like that. He's not even in the conversation. But on this team, he's probably a top three for the Well, because he was probably told, you need to start scoring goals. He scored one. But overall, he overall he's had a better year, production-wise. Yeah, I, I shouldn't should say score goals. Somebody has probably told him, you need to up your production. I, I could tell you exactly who told him, his bank account, because yeah. it's, it's a contract year. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, you know what doesn't get contracts? Minus eight in two weeks. I don't care who your goalie is. I don't care what your defensive situation is. If you have 43 games played, 10 goals, 35 points, that's nice to see. Minus two. That, that's, not, that's not a $6 million contract to me. That, no. I don't care who you are. I don't care who your defense is. And if that's what he's trying to play for at this point, I mean, because he can't be playing for pride. He can't be playing for competitiveness. What is he playing for? Justin, where do you stand on, on Gus? Um, I think he's been pretty Minus good, eight man. in two weeks. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't care about do plus minus is such a stupid stat anymore. I mean, you've got all these advanced metrics and all that. It doesn't to me, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. It just means that he's been on the ice when, you know, when goals have been scored. And yeah, that happens. I mean, it happens to the best players. Like you said, Larkin is minus five and he's the best defensive forward that we have. I mean, these stretches are going to happen. Remember, the team's bad. Okay, so the plus minus all the plus minus numbers are going to be. Well, elevated or, I mean, I guess negatively elevated, negatively affected because of how bad the team is. So I think, I think Nyquist is playing for a contract and that's, I mean, that's basically what it is. He finally is like, wait a second, I'm only going to get like three, four mil if I keep playing the way I was playing. So I got to step it up this year. And, you know, it's, it's contract year. It's athletes. They do it. It's part of the game. So. Counterpoint, Andreas Athens to see you over the same stretch of time. Five games played, four goals, one assist, five points, plus two. 
So it's just fun. Like I think he's I think he's truly enjoying playing hockey. Rasmussen also is plus two, and so is Darren Helm. So these are, okay. Helm's time out. Back for one you, game. Two. Two. Okay. You 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 also have to one remember five to three loss. That, still plus that, two. You also have to remember that one of these one of these players is facing top line competition every single night, and the other ones aren't. At the at the CU and Rasmussen, so fair, yeah, okay. I guess I looked up I mean, on that one. If you're if you're on the third line and you're on the fourth line, you're facing the other team's third line yeah. and fourth line mostly. Do we most have a time. third and so, fourth line proper? Like who's the? I know the first line is obviously well, Lark and Gus and uh, what Abby? Here and there, I've seen Abby down. Uh, but it was Bertuzzi oh, last okay. game, but he's also plus two, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the second line is probably what Nielsen, Helm, and what Rasmussen or Athanasiu. What? What's the second line? No, 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 no. Second line, at least for the past couple games, has been uh, Nielsen, Vanek, and yeah. Last game was Mantha. Who? Uh, and uh, last game it was Mantha. The game before that it was what Athanasiu maybe. Vanek, Nielsen, Well, no, because since Helm came back. Since Hel- since Helm came back, it's been after to see you Helm and Glenn Denning, which is you would think is a barf bag, but it's actually a pretty effective line. Can we against, talk about that Helm again goal? against other teams? Not not top lines. Can we talk about what? that Helm goal? I think that Thomas Vanek's one thousand. Uh, it was game. the best goal that he's ever scored yeah. in his yeah. life. Hands down, the best goal he's ever scored in his entire life. Yeah, you guys. Okay, okay. Name a better one. Well, I don't know all of his goals off the top of my head. Well, I then apologize. How can you contest that that but was, I. I that's I a very that's do. a very um that's a very set statement you guys are making. Yeah, I'm confident in it. Okay. Because it Helm was is a bad. Joke or that he Helm had it, hands. He ha- called him granite hands for years in this household. Did you guys know that he delivered like one of his kids in the back seat of a car? How do you do that with rock hands? I don't know. That's what I'm that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> you sure he didn't drop the kid? <laughs> no, he blew no, a tire like, and literally, threw the kid into the no, sky. Like literally like, his <laughs> his wife or girlfriend or whatever was pregnant and like had the baby like on the side of like the highway. Cool. I don't know if you guys knew that. I sure hope he didn't try to deke the kid because he definitely would have <laughs> dropped it. There was a stretch. That's there, right. There was a stretch. That goal is unbelievable. It's it's great. I don't care yes. who you are. That goal is unbelievable. That goal was breathtaking. Like just not only pantsing a defenseman, but pantsing the goalie too, and making them both look as if they've never picked up a hockey stick in their entire life. Yes, it was good. I, I I give it that. I just am not ready to make the definitive statement that it was his best goal ever. I will. Oh, it, okay. It has. It. I will get. Okay. I won't say best. I will. But because I'm sure he's scored a playoff goal or whatever. But it was easily the most skilled goal he's ever scored for as it, it, donning the Red Wings uniform. How's that? Nope. I will still say best. <laughs> I'm trying to nope, compromise. I'm not going to compromise. You're being it was the best goal he's ever scored. In all of hockey, I don't care ever. It was an unbelievable goal. Like it, I almost dropped my phone when I saw oh it. Oh my god, you exaggerate so though. <laughs> You're just like me. You exaggerate. But it was it was a perfect. Goal. Oh, he is he is a master exaggerator. <laughs> someone someone who has known him for twenty years, uh, master exaggerator, Jason Pickham. <laughs> all right, just like I'm done with this. We got two weeks to blitz through. We're at forty five minutes almost. So let's 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 do our predictions here. Today they play home against on the January. Oh, I should say they, today January sixth they play home at five p.m. against the Washington Capitals. I'm gonna call it now loss. Zero one loss. Zero one loss. Zero one. Uh, 
Tuesday the 8th, they're playing home against Montreal at 7.30 p.m. Montreal's playing pretty good this year, but they're win. kind of struggling. I'm going to say win also. 1-1-1-1-1 one, 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 one over here. What about you, Justin? I'm going to say okay, loss. Okay, so 0-2. Uh, Friday, a loss at Winnipeg, 8 p.m. Friday on the 11th. I, I say loss hardcore. Justin? Oh, yeah. He's 0-3. I'm going to say it's uh, an overtime loss. She's 1-1-1. One, 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 I'm 1-2. One uh, Saturday, back-to-back games, uh, the 12th at Minnesota, 8 p.m. They don't really have uh, any offensive now. prowess. I'm going to say overtime loss. So I'm going to say 1-2-2 two, two at that point. No, 1. I'll say one, overtime two, win. So you're going to say you're 1-3. and three. I'm 1-2-1. and one. You're... I'm going to flip a coin and just overtime loss. Okay, so you're I'm 1. I'm indifferent on that one. 1-1-2. One, one, and two. Mm-hmm. Or no, you're two one and one. I don't know. You're yeah, supposed no, to keep track two, of this. You're two one and one. <laughs> Somebody keep track of their own stuff. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> no, you're not going to change it now. You've been doing it the entire time. Uh, fine, but we also always it. usually do it on our own. Uh, I'm having to keep track of three records in my head at the same time. Okay, and then they have a nice two day break going into January fifteenth. Home against Anaheim at seven thirty p.m. Anaheim of the bottom barrel. Uh, I'm going to say. Overtime loss. I'm going to say a win. So you're at 2-1-2. Two, and two, And I'm at 1-2-2. Two, and two. Justin? <sighs> Overtime loss. 1-3-1. Just put Justin always as zero something something. <laughs> he's a one. He has a win. Zero something <laughs> yeah. something. He has a win. Uh, and then... Yeah, they're going to beat Minnesota oh, in overtime. Okay. Friday the 18th, they have a game at Calgary. 9 p.m. Uh, I'm going to say loss straight up. So I'm now one, three, and two. I don't know. I'm gonna say two, over overtime loss. Didn't you didn't you predict a win before against the Canadians or was I that did. her? She did. I'm oh, gonna say Calgary's an overtime loss. I think we got a little bad blood coming up. Oh, I might have said a win. I don't know. Let's just So you're saying loss. No, I'm gonna say an overtime. Overtime loss. Overtime loss, okay, sorry. I said everything but what you said. Justin? I'm also saying straight yeah, up loss. I'm gonna say like six to two. Calgary's just too deep on their scoring, and yeah. And I think we should do the 20th because we'll probably be recording at that time. Uh, it's a 4 p.m. game at Vancouver on January the 20th. Uh, probably a win. Uh, Vancouver's, they're okay, but they're not that good. And I think, you know, they got Patterson, I think, just got injured. So, yeah, I'm going to say confident win, like 4-1, to 3-1, to one, something like that. I'm on that. Justin? Uh, if no Pedersen, then yes, I if agree Pedersen? with Wow, yes. that simple, huh? That's uh, true. He's a difference maker. I mean, he's a superstar already. I mean, I wouldn't say superstar, but he's on his way he's to superstar. superstar. I wouldn't say superstar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I didn't mean... Okay, you, you can... Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, I, I didn't mean to say it's it that way, but all. I just meant like he is a rising star in this league and... I didn't choose my words carefully You're before. Fine. I We're doing a lot. This is a big show today. Forty six minutes. <laughs> Forty seven <laughs> minute episode. Anything anybody want to add before I wrap it up? Anything nope. that happened in the last two weeks we didn't cover? Anything you want to hit on at all? Thomas Vanek hit a thousand games, and I'm very proud. That's of him. what I was waiting for. Thank you. Uh, if you guys enjoyed our episode, I ask as I do every week, please subscribe to us on SRD Hockey on iTunes. Uh, if you're not into iTunes, you can check us out on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Facebook, uh, TuneIn. Uh, we're kind of everywhere. The, you Podomatic, I think we're even on. We're, we're kind of everywhere. Uh, if you like 
what we do here. You can follow the brand on Twitter at Sports Radio DET. Uh, our podcast has a Twitter that all of us have access to and none of us tweet on at STW underscore SRD. I have a Twitter. It is at JM Pinkham. Justin has a Twitter. It is at Goalie Man SRD. And Lauren has a Twitter at Red Wings Lauren. Check out our website at sportsradiodetroit.com. Thank you, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. This has been an SRD production.